You're listening to a Sales Culture Toddcast with Todd Cohen. Hi, everyone. Well, back for part two. Hope you enjoyed the first part of this longer module on creating opportunities for success. Now, in part two, we're going to talk about something that bedevils many of us when it comes to coaching, selling, or really life in general, and that is all about handling objections. Now, specifically, I'm going to talk about handling objections in coaching, and I want you to all know that the lessons are the same regardless of the conversation. You know, handling objections is something that scares people, and candidly, it doesn't have to be that big a deal. I remember when I was first starting out, I thought handling objections was all about lowering your price, giving in, acquiescing, letting somebody else quote unquote win. Now, I was younger and frankly dumber back then, and now I've realized that objection handling isn't about giving in, it's not about win-loss. I could give you the old cliche, it's about win-win. Really what objection handling is all about is understanding what you're hearing, listening, and reacting appropriately. So, one of my most favorite all-time quotes is this one by somebody named Michael Oliver, who I actually don't know who Michael Oliver is, in fair disclosure. I did find this quote some years ago, and I love it. If you choose to tell people things, people will tell you in the form of resistance and rejection. So Michael Oliver, whoever you are, you are brilliant, because this plays perfectly into the overall theme of this coaching online learning journey, coaching, not telling. How do you feel when people just tell you things? Well, it doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't make me feel good. And people tend to resist and then they tend to reject. So coaching, like selling, often begins with the objection or a perceived objection. Now listen, objections are a reason to keep coaching because it tells us that the conversation is ongoing and it tells us that what you're saying is actually beginning to resonate. In fact, like selling, objections are a good thing during the coaching cycle. Having objections lets us know there is opportunity for change. In fact, you should learn to love objections because it tells you you're making progress. Now, you've heard me say this directly and indirectly throughout this entire learning experience, never say but and replace it with the word and. I said this in the last module because the word but is actually a coaching killing phrase. It's a sales killing phrase. You see the word but erases or negates everything that's been said up until that point. And when you use the word and, what you're doing is you're essentially saying, I hear you, I respect you, and let's continue to converse. And here's another viewpoint. You see the word and, those three little letters, A-N-D, that word is magical because it absolutely gets people to take a breath. It allows them, if they're feeling defensive, to let that go a little bit. So what does no really mean? Because you see, no is really just another euphemism for objections. So what does this actually mean? Well, no could, could, doesn't necessarily, but could mean one of five things. It means you need to meet my needs better. No means perhaps you do not understand the needs, my needs, the company's needs well enough. 
No is an invitation to learn more. No means I'm not the right person to make the decision and perhaps I don't want you to know that or I'm not the right person who can act on this coaching. No means I'm not willing to take a risk or can't take a risk. That last one is a unique objection when it comes to coaching because it gives you great insight into the mindset, the mindset of the person you're coaching, the coachee. You know, the no, the objection, and the word no and objection in this case are synonymous. The word no is not always obvious or easy to see. You see, silent objections are those we must try and interpret, and they are also known as nonverbal communications. Perhaps you've heard the term the nonverbals. What do nonverbals look like? Well, body language is always at the top of the list. You might be hearing or seeing a silent objection. And notice when I say hearing, sometimes silence screams volumes. You might be hearing or seeing a silent objection through body language, arms crossed, nervous gestures, physical proximity, glancing at their watch, a general state of agitation, eye contact. Remember from a couple of modules ago, what did we say eye contact means? Eye contact means they're listening and overtly being disinterested, texting, emailing, or allowing interruptions. This goes for both the coach and the coachee. This is not allowed under any circumstances. This is why we ask the question, is now a good time to offer some coaching? Remember, also in the last couple of modules, we've talked about and referred to the high reactors and the low reactors. Here's another instance where this is critically important. High reactors and low reactors may or may not be giving you objections. It's important not to be swayed by how people are reacting. You know, it's interesting. Objections typically occur as a result of unanswered questions missed earlier in the sales cycle or in the coaching cycle, which is why reversing the buyer's objection is so important. Now, I leave that in there with the word sales and buyer because coaching, as I said in the very first module, the overview, coaching is synonymous with selling. You are looking to influence someone's behavior. You're looking to get buy-in. You're looking to negotiate. You're looking to build credibility. You're looking to differentiate. These are all synonyms for selling. They're all synonyms for coaching. In coaching, you're selling yourself and you're selling your point of view. So what are some common mistakes that coaches and coaches make? One, getting defensive. This is quick to happen. It's terrible. When it happens, it tends to shut things down. It tends to make the entire conversation infinitely more challenging. Getting defensive happens like that. And it's very hard to control in people who do not have a high level of emotional intelligence, EQ, or a high level of business maturity. As a coach, you've got to be prepared for this. How do we help people not be defensive? by eliminating the word but and eliminating the word and, and more, which I'll share with you in a moment. Not listening and missing the real issue, speaking too soon, not being patient, 
offering a coaching solution too early. Don't fix a problem that doesn't exist. We have to also understand that anxiety often drives the reaction of the people we're coaching, and that could create a distorted reaction and one that could throw you off in terms of your coaching and the direction of the conversation. Remember, facts don't lie. And then over-exuberance at times tends, down to sh tends to shut down listening channels. Caution, warning, warning, don't make these mistakes. So how do we get around these? Just like we talked about before. Breathe. Step back. Think, then react. As the coach, you must take the higher road. Breathe. Maintain eye contact. Listen more than you speak. Keep calm and maintain the peace. Keep calm and don't take it personally. One of the great keys to being a coach, just like being a sales professional, and as I always say, and you know, this is my mantra, everyone's in sales, because every conversation is a selling moment. Objections happen and we can't take them personally. The minute you take things personally, the minute the conversation takes a serious turn toward the negative and will not result in a great outcome. So how do we handle objections? Well, we wanna talk about asking, probing, and confirming. And in just a few minutes, I'm gonna give you the three steps of objection handling and overcoming obstacles, and really the secret to handling objections, and one that people often miss. We want to make sure that we're asking plenty of questions about the customer's or the coachee's concern. Asking questions until you understand the objection and then the act of restating what you've just listened to so that you're fully aware of what the customer, the coachee, objects to. I'm deliberately putting in the word customer here because the customer is the person that you're coaching. This is the person that you're selling to. So let's get down to it. What are the three steps of objection handling in any situation, selling, coaching, and our personal relationships? Acknowledging, reframe, and rephrasing. Let's attack them one by one. Acknowledging. I acknowledge your concern and. I hear your concern and. I understand that your concern is and. Notice what each line ends with, the word and. You see, you can't be possibly begin to effectively handle uh, objections if you don't first acknowledge the objection. If you try to talk around it or ignore it or say, I hear you, but what you're saying is you don't say anything that matters here. You're not making sense. You can't deliver that message. Otherwise, you won't be able to coach effectively. Remember, great coaches are great listeners. And the very first thing you do before you handle any objection, before you even continue the conversation, is you must acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge. In fact, I like to call it step into the objection by, by acknowledgement. Remember, the word knowledge is inside the word acknowledgement. 
acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge. If you don't master this first critical step of handling objections in the coaching process, you've already lost. Then we want to make sure that we're humanizing the objection. Empathy, sympathy, and understanding works wonders. People don't necessarily need to be right. They need to be heard. Empathy, sympathy if needed, and understanding. I remember many years ago when I was working for Xerox and I lost my father. He passed away of cancer in 1989. When I came back to work after an extended leave, lots of things were out of kilter. Lots of things needed to be done. And when my boss came to me and said, things aren't going well, we need to get you back in track. He also said, and I sympathize with where you've been. We've all been there. We've all had family tragedies. And how can I help you get back on track? You see, he neutralized my objection, my fear, my anxiety, my immediate need to be defensive by being empathetic, sympathetic, creating common ground, and attempting to understand. So the next step of objection handling, the next of three steps, is to reframe the objection. So in other words, what we mean by reframing is that typically when you're speaking as a coach and the person being coached, the coach E, is also speaking, you may actually be on different pages. In other words, you're both saying something different and it's vital before you can move forward that you both get on to the same page. So how do we do that? It's very simple. You reframe the objection. You reframe it so that you demonstrate in your coaching that you understand where the other person is coming from. That might sound like, so that I understand you, your concern is. In other words, your concern is. Would it be fair to say that your concern is? You see, in each one of these, the reframe, what you're doing is you're reframing what you've both said, taking it out of the individual frame and level setting and putting it into a common frame, common words that you can both agree on. You see, you can't go forward. You cannot go forward until you both agree and you're in the same place. This isn't hard to do. This is all about one simple thing, listening, breathing, not reacting, and finding common agreement so that you both understand the objection. Sound easy? It is. Sound complicated? It isn't, because you actually do this in the course of your conversations anyhow. So, finally, now we have the opportunity to restate and gain agreement. Okay, so we can mitigate your concern by doing. Would you agree that a way to handle this would be to? Would it be acceptable to redefine the issue and solve it this way? You see, what you're doing by restating and gaining agreement, you are now offering a thought. You're offering a solution. 
you're helping the person be coached, find a solution that they can feel good about, that they can agree on. And like we talked about in the last module about validation, it's about mutually understanding how to go forward. Now look, don't panic on this step. Restating and gaining agreement takes time. It takes your ability as a coach to be patient and listen. If you haven't acknowledged, if you haven't reframed, you can't get to this step. Think of it like this. If you acknowledge, you eliminate defensiveness. You let the person know that you're thinking, that you're listening, that you're hearing, that you're not disagreeing. By reframing, you're looking for common ground that demonstrates respect. And by restating and gating agreement, you're offering a solution, you're offering a path forward that reflects a respect for where the coach E is coming from. Now, one of the ways that we do this is by creating conversation, by asking tons and tons of open-ended questions. What's an open-ended question? It's simple. It's one that promotes conversation. It doesn't end it. You see, a closed-ended question is a question that ends simply with yes or no. That doesn't help us. So what could objections really mean? Take a few minutes and study this slide about what objections could possibly mean. Hit pause, and when you're ready, start again. Hi, welcome back. So let's talk about the big secret to handling objections and obstacles. It's actually the easiest thing in the world. Did you know that most objections and obstacles actually, now listen to this, resolve themselves through communication and patience by the person raising them? In other words, by simple conversation, by facilitating a positive experience, people will find seek out, search, and often successfully find their own solution. And by doing this successfully, by not offering a coaching solution too soon, by having conversation, sometimes a miracle happens, a coaching miracle. We find our own solution. We find our own path. Now, Quickly, there's a difference between objections and complaints. It's important that we understand the distinguishment between an objection and a complaint. Quite simply, an objection is a refusal of feelings or facts, where a complaint is a dissatisfaction based on feelings or facts. It's important that we understand the difference. We're not gonna spend a lot of time on this, just want you to understand there is a difference. So what could be some additional euphemisms for objections and obstacles? I don't understand. That doesn't make sense to me. You're wrong. You may hear these things in the course of your coaching. What do you do? Breathe, step back, listen, then react. Use the word but, 
Did you catch me? Don't use the word but and replace it with the word and. Objections typically occur as a result of unanswered questions missed earlier in the coaching cycle. Remember what I said at the beginning of this. Great coaching is all about great conversation. The more conversation you have, the more open-ended questions. Remember, open-ended questions that you ask and you promote, the more you're going to learn. And the more you learn, the more likely you'll be able to get ahead of objections. Which brings me to my next point. Getting ahead of the objection is key. How do we do that? By not waiting until the last minute to acknowledge. By not waiting till the last minute to deal with something. Don't be afraid to coach. The people that you work with demand it, they respect it, and they expect it. Three things you can do. Consistent communications. I love to use the term communicate obsessively. Consistent agreement. Every conversation is a coaching moment. Don't wait until you have a big issue to coach to. Coach in the micro, micro coach all along. Don't wait till it's a macro moment. Micro coach. I want you to write that down. Don't wait until it's a macro, M-A-C-R-O, macro moment. I want you to wait and coach when you see the micro, M-I-C-R-O, micro moment, because that helps us with point three. That helps us to address possible issues by asking early on. In other words, by being ready to handle objections as they come up, and even perhaps before they come up. Okay. Here's the other secret of objection handling. They're rarely a showstopper. In coaching, when you hear an objection, remember what it could mean. Likely it means somebody's not quite there with you. Perhaps you haven't reframed and restated enough. Perhaps you haven't acknowledged. Perhaps you have to breathe and think and listen. The truth is they're rarely a showstopper. Conversation and communication are key. Patience and listening, 100% mandatory. If you're not ready to be present, be patient and listen, your coaching will not succeed. Remember, quite often coaching objections resolve themselves. If you facilitate a great conversation and it's productive and you're acknowledging and you're breathing and you're calm and you're maintaining eye contact and you're present, often the person being coached, the coachee, will find their own solution. And when that happens, guess what? You have immediate buy-in. Immediate buy-in. So let's have a little fun. This self-paced exercise will show you a series of slides. What I'd like you to do is pause. You'll see, a, you'll see a slide, you'll see an image. Write down what this is invoking. What's the possible objection 
that you think might be going on here? Just write down your answers. And when you're ready, hit continue, and you'll see what perhaps this could mean. This is just a fun, lighthearted exercise to help you understand what, emo what objections could or could not mean. Ready, set, have some fun. Go. Hi, I'm Todd Cohen, and I'm back. Did you enjoy that exercise? It really was meant to be just an opportunity to look at a series of completely unrelated images, images that I found that, to me, screamed objection. The idea is to, when you see somebody's face or how they're acting, is to understand what might be going on. You can try to interpret it. You may or may not be right. How do you make sure? open-ended questions, acknowledging, reframing, restating to gain agreement, the three steps of objection handling. So here's an anecdotal observation that I've been watching for years, and I know that I live this both as a coach and somebody being coached. When objection handling and coaching are successful, both parties want to give more and do more. Why do you think this is? Because the coaching experience is a positive one. Because as the coach, you've demonstrated to me that you respect me, that you're helping me get through my anxieties, my defensiveness, maybe even a little bit of anger or angst. It doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is you haven't reacted in a way that's bad. You've helped me see the positive. You've kept me talking. As the person being coached, I'm thrilled. And guess what? I want to show you, my coach, that I'm ready to rock and roll for you now. So find this page in your guide and let's fill this out together. The big secret to handling objection comes down to blank and not blank. Most objections blank themselves. Ready? The big secret to handling objections comes down to listening and not fixing. Most objections resolve themselves. Now there's a point here that I wanna make sure that we get. You don't need to fix objections. You need to facilitate a healing conversation. You need to facilitate a conversation that screams, I'm with you, let's resolve this together. Acknowledgement, reframing, restating and gaining agreement. And often, objections resolve themselves by the person being coached because they're given an opportunity to think through it. Don't fix, don't rush in with a solution, don't offer something before they've had the chance, the person being coached has had the chance 
to step up and solve it themselves. Well, you know how I like to end every module. What are your takeaways? What will you do differently? How will this very important module on objection handling help you become a better coach? And frankly, become somebody who handles objections better and much more efficiently and positively, not only in coaching, in selling, and in life. I'm Todd Cohen. Thanks for staying with me. We'll see you in just a few moments for the next segment that we're going to share in just a few seconds. To hear more exciting Toddcasts or to book Todd live for your event, please visit toddcohen.com slash book dash Todd. That's toddcohen.com slash book dash Todd or call 866-515-9445.